0: Hello, wonderful people. This is your mentor, Godfrey Nji A special shout out to all of you, the members of the Emerging Leaders Academy. So for this month of December, the learning need that you guys have identified is that of writing a personal statement or what we call a motivation letter. A personal statement is a standard requirement for most competitive programs that you will apply for, be it uh, graduate admissions, scholarships, leadership programs, volunteering programs, jobs, and so on. In fact, when you are asked to attach a um, cover letter to your CV when you're applying for a job. That cover letter is essentially a personal statement. So, one of the most vital skills you need in this 21st century is how to write a personal statement. Now, before we go into the nitty-gritty of what a personal statement is and uh, how to craft one. I would like to reflect on a few things, a few experiences I've gathered um, throughout my career as a teacher an examiner, an employer, a business owner, a community leader, and many of the other caps that I wear. Especially in Cameroon, students or young people in general tend to spend too much time on memorizing classroom information with a goal of just passing exams and having certificates. Those that are ambitious if we can even use that word, their ambition ends at the level of having high GPAs. I want to shock you that GPA is the least important quality in the world of professionalism today. It will put you on top of the list, you'll Distinguish you from your classmates, you know, give you some pride and ego and so on. But at the end of the day, your GPA counts for very little. Let me explain. In this 21st century, knowledge doubles annually. There was a time when it used to take like one century for the body of knowledge to double. Then there was a time when it used to take 50 years for the body of knowledge to double. In my lifetime, there was a time when it was taking like 20 years, 10 years for the body of knowledge to double. But in this information age, knowledge now doubles on an annual basis. What we are saying is that the amount of information and scientific data that is available on earth right now all the literature all the science all the evidence all the archaeological you know findings experiments are being conducted if you put together all the data of the world that exists right now this december 2020 i can assure you that by december 2021 that amount of information would have doubled. There are lots of scientific studies that have been done on that. It's not me doing wishful thinking. It's scientific knowledge. That knowledge now doubles on an annual basis. What does this mean for your academics? Now, when you enroll into the university, it typically takes three to four years to have a bachelor's degree, right? So and the curriculum that you are admitted into, you naturally have to graduate without curriculum. They they, they do curriculum revisions uh, on a programmed basis. So they don't do curriculum revision at at random. That's why universities have academic committees, academic planning committees. So if you enroll into the university this 2020 and you're graduating in 2023 or 2024, the curriculum that you were admitted into your department to study is the one that you graduate with. But if knowledge doubles every year, what does that mean? That by the time you are in 30 year, that curriculum has already out, um, expired. So, in practical terms, on graduation day, the piece of paper that you're receiving called a certificate is already obsolete. Yes, that's a fact. The certificate you receive on graduation day is obsolete even before the registrar signs it. Because the curriculum that you studied under has already been watered down by the doubling of information on an annual basis. For the fields of uh, engineering and medicine, that take even longer, like five years, seven years. It's even worse. In fact, doctors are among the group of people with the most outdated knowledge in their fields because the medical field is one of those that has the highest innovations in terms of evidence and technology. And so by the time a doctor graduates, his only strength is the routine skills that he has mastered. And most of the times in our environment, those skills are rudimentary when you want to look at the global competency profile for doctors and engineers and so on. So all of this is not to demoralize you, it's to inspire you. That you should never have a complex about which school you graduated from, what qualification you have, or what all those names, whether it's Harvard or Oxford or Boya, Bamenda, Chang, London, they don't matter anymore. There was a time like in the, in the Renaissance period, the medieval ages, the early 20th, 20th centuries, when those names were monumental. When you had one of those names at, on your CV, it cl- was a clear indication of your value. These days, all of that is antiquity. The only value these days is your ability to identify your learning needs, identify the problem you want to solve, identify your sources of information, gather information, process information, and put it to good use. That is what it means to be educated in the 21st century. So if you have the capacity to even listen to this audio and understand then you are educated and if you're that educated you have all it takes to do anything you want in this world because any venture you want to embark upon in this world will always boil down to a certain specialized um body of knowledge a certain specialized skills set It's a specialized system of doing things. It's a specialized network. And all of that, you can acquire it in very little time because you have access to all the information that you now need. The only ingredient that makes a difference is your sense of purpose and your drive. That is the background that I wanted to give you so that you can understand that a personal statement, that word personal is very crucial. It's about you. It's not about your school. It's not about your certificate. It's not about your parents. It's not about your capital. It's not about your tribe or political affiliation. Nothing. It's about who you are. When people read your personal statement, they should feel you. Not see you. Feel you. Therefore, the way you craft a personal statement is very, very crucial and if you read you know you check other sources you'll find various models of how to craft a personal statement but I'll give you a very practical approach maybe with time we will look at many approaches but my approach to life is to always begin with the fundamentals we at the end of the day are all philosophers and if you Approach things from the philosophical perspective, what you realize is that every other approach becomes just a matter of details because thinking philosophically helps you go deep to the essence of things. And once you have grasped the essence, everything else will flow. So, as simple as it sounds, this is how people write winning um, personal statements. It's a basic questions: Who are you? What do you want? Why do you want what you want? Where is this thing that you want? When do you want to achieve it? And how you are you most suited for this opportunity you're looking for? That is simple. It's down to earth. But I want to assure you, whether you're applying for the, a job as the next Secretary General of the United Nations, or you want to, uh, you're applying for a scholarship into a master's program in the University of Boya or wherever. That is. The simplest approach you can use to write a personal statement that will resonate with people who are you sell yourself market yourself we talked about this when we're looking at um, um, the IREX community solutions program application but we will go into it again in detail yeah, From the perspective of a personal statement, um, what do you want? What are you applying for? Whether it's a scholarship or a job or a volunteer position and so on. You need to be able to articulate not just that opportunity, but your objective for that uh, opportunity. What do you want to achieve? Remember that when somebody advertises a job, it's not because... He's doing charity. He wants to help you pay your bills. No. Every company, every organization, they are looking for people that are coming to add value so that you can help them achieve their goal. So you need to be able to define the objective and ties them with the impact, the value that you can create when you become part of their community. So who you are, and what you want. Those are the two aspects. Where do you want it? Every opportunity belongs or is affiliated to a certain organization, a certain community, a certain company, and so on. And you knowing the company, knowing the need they have, knowing the the, the unique value proposition that they are proposing to the world, convinces them that you know where you're coming to and you have a clear uh, value that you want to create. So you must take time to study the organization that you are applying to and you be able to capture the most relevant aspect of that organization as part of your personal statement. Because that value that they are proposing must match the value that you are seeking to create which must match the person that you are in terms of what your personal vision and purpose is right then when do you want it opportunities come and go and so what the opportunity you may be looking for now may not be the opportunity that would have appealed to you five years ago and so Gen- that's why you 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 always need to have a career plan um maybe now you have a bachelor's degree you're looking for a volunteer position um where you can um contribute and grow your skills and experience in preparation for uh maybe some graduate studies that you hope to do in the next two years or maybe you're applying for a graduate pro a, a master's program. And that is a stepping stone to a PhD which you need to become a leading researcher and innovator in your field and so on. There must be a a, a, a big picture and you must be able to locate the present opportunity within that big picture. So who you are, what you want, wh- uh, where you want it when you want it oh then why do you want what you want this is where we talk about your inspiration what's your driving force what's your motivation nobody will give you a scholarship simply because you come from a poor family and you need money people are not interested in that nobody will give you a job simply because you have graduated from a university and you need to put food on your table or pay your bills nobody is interested in that there must be a certain drive, a certain inspiration, something that engages, you know, the organization at an emotional level. You should be able to connect with people at an emotional level. And in order to do that, you must be genuine. You must have a true sense of purpose. You must be able to demonstrate how you can leverage this opportunity To create some good that is greater than yourself and finally um, how are you the one that is most suited for this position as a general rule whatever position you are applying for always assume that there are at least 1,000 other people that are applying for that same position and your goal is to feature among the top five if you don't five percent sorry if you don't feature among the top five percent nobody even know that you applied because the thing about online applications which most of you don't know about is the fact that when people create online application forms they create a kind of a robot a software that automatically filters applications using key search terms. So when 10,000 applications come in for a particular opportunity, the software will filter out, maybe if they have programmed that, they, they should filter out the top 1%. That software will filter out maybe 100 applications. It is those 100 applications that a human being will now read and then decide who to shortlist. And when a human being is reading, they don't even read the whole CV or the whole application. They start with the cover letters or the the personal statements or the introduction of the CV, whatever format the application took. Why? Because your cover letter or your the CV of your this the, the introduction of your CV or your personal statement, that is what determines whether the rest of your application is worth reading. So the how is the part where you have to bring together passion and evidence to convince the person at the other end, that you are absolutely the person that is best suited for this position. So that is a summary of what you should be thinking about when you're thinking about personal statements. Um, in the days heard we may take one of these themes at a time and, uh, you know, go into greater detail, or spend more time just to help, uh, help it sink deeper. But like I always say the best way to learn is by doing. So after this audio, I invite you to get your pen and paper or your computer and start drafting your personal statement. So that when we start going paragraph by paragraph, you will have a draft that you will now be reviewing. And when you have a draft that you're reviewing, it helps you to write a better version. But if you just listen and go to sleep and then wait, wait for the next lesson, that's how, by the time the next lesson is coming out, this one would have evaporated and then you will learn nothing. So I emphasize active learning a lot and that's the approach we use in the Emerging Leaders Academy. So thank you for listening to this audio. If you have any questions, uh, post them in the WhatsApp forum and maybe they will help us prepare the next lesson. Thank you and have a wonderful time.